0: Feather, 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 light, 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 light work, 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 asking, asking answering, answer, accepting, answer, accepting honoring, honor, honor, honor. honor. all, all, all we are, earth, earth to earth star. Earth to stop, stop. This weekend, we've had some healing experiences of our own. Sometimes we try to help other people with their healing path. This time we were healing in our own ways. I was working to learning to speak my truth, learning to bring my gifts in a way that's graceful. And during my healing process this, this weekend, as I addressed this desire, this inspiration, to speak clearly, to sing handsomely, Mm. um, to express myself even when times are hard in a way that is receivable. Mm -hmm. During that process, I remembered or identified a couple of different stages in my healing journey. And I think this has universal applications I think this has universal applications, so I think it will be relevant to anyone on a healing journey of their own. For me, I think an inspiration is the divine frequency that initiates something like this. Mm. The inspiration is what starts it. some kind of a connection to the divine, a ping. Hey, I want to wake up a little bit. Hey, I'm ready to feel good in my body. Whatever it is that calls us to action into ceremony or whatever it is, however we're space holding for ourselves as energy medicine practitioners. It occurs to me that there are three stages inside of this inspiration that are action steps in actualizing the inspiration, bring it in into our physical form. Mm. And so those three stages are intention, introspection, and integration. Before I dive into each of these three, I'd like you, Audrey, you're the most experienced by far, and I'd love for you to share your insights into what that means for you and how it applies to the space you hold for other people to do their healing work.
1: Absolutely. I love how you broke it down in those three forms. Um, I think it really... It really keeps us on track because sometimes when we're working with, um, a consciousness or subconscious mind or different parts of ourselves, they can be the depth. There's so much depth. There's so much there. There's so much information. Those three pillars give us more of like a structure that we can work through. Um, and I think there's two ways you can look at that structure. It can be, um, and I guess you could look at it in the way of time, like each intention has its own three part process, um, or you can look at it as an intention for the year. You can look at it as an intention for the day. You can look at it as an intention for a lifetime, really. And these can be really vague, big concepts, um, or they can be really precise, Um, but it gives us a sense of structure. Oh, beautiful. It gives us a sense of structure Um, and that's really beautiful because I see that as a symbol for community and working together. And, um, I mean, you have a little bit more in the way of animal medicine, but on a big, big pack like that, a big flock, if you will, it's, um, you know, they're all working in, in, in synchronization, working together towards the common intention. Um, even if it's something as simple as travel or movement, but yeah, so um, I'm not sure if I answered the question there but I
0: Let me, uh, just respond to what you said and then I want you to go a little bit more specific and I'll ask you to go in a specific direction okay cool you dropped the word community just now and we you know we witnessed a murmuration of birds fly by in a beautiful way and that reminded me that when we do our healing work we're helping the world to heal we're helping our community to heal just in the same way that before we can love bring our love into the world you know be loved out there we have to love here so it's a primary action to take care of ourselves do our healing work and then we can drop a little ripple into the world that affects everybody is the idea So the direction that I'd like for you to head is what does it look like for you to hold space for yourself to heal? What does it look like for you to, what does it look like for you to hold space for other people to do their healing work? And then I want to just being new at this, I want to just reflect on what you say. And then I want to share my unique or distinct, experience from this weekend
1: beautiful sometimes we might have the thought come in um we know that we need to take care of ourselves we know that we need to pour from a full cup when we're holding space and working with others but sometimes we reflect on why and what does that look like and we had the honor of spending some time with grandma shirley this weekend and she really articulated it beautifully when she said you can be there and you can be available physically and and hold space and help others transition and heal. But if you don't come from yourself and you don't fill yourself up, there's no heart behind it. There's no energy to fuel that transmutation. Um, so that was just a really beautiful way to edge it into my mind as to reminding myself why I do that. Um, and it really can go back to something as simple as the frequency of things. If I can really be comfortable and loving myself, I'm just holding more energy. I'm holding more source. I am closer to creator and therefore I can, you know, help and hold in a way, uh, that's, you know, quite effective. Like I wear the lightning bolts for that reason To It's a transmutation um, and up-leveling, so.
0: Pardon my interruption again. I want to give a little bit of context here. Sure. Grandma Shirley is a Lakota elder. She's elderly and she has been in the Sundance ceremony. She's a sun dancer.
1: 84 years she's been sun dancing. I believe she's something like 87 or 87 years old and so she's been doing this since she was a kid
0: yeah she started to carry her chanupa when she was four
1: so there you go she must be 88
0: so this elder is speaking she's been through a lot of healing rituals she's held space for a lot of ancestral healing and she was talking about exactly what we're talking about community by community i mean family lineage Mm there's she's telling us that there are some that have passed on and they don't transcend or ascend to home place they stay in the earth walk but minus their five senses they don't have the ordinary five senses they're essentially ghosts and they have their peripheral they have access to their peripheral vision their peripheral knowing their inner knowing some might be distracted or dismayed or disoriented and so the family is the one who holds the key to the kingdom by holding space for forgiveness reminding of you know the way home i've heard that the reason why we sing songs we learn these medicine songs is so we can recognize our ancestors in the afterlife. This is a beautiful thought. The idea though is that this elder is imparting her wisdom and she specifically is a, is a a healing woman and we see ourselves as energy medicine practitioners in this world also, and we each have healing, teaching, friendship, power for ourselves and our sovereignty. And we can help people remind them of their gifts as their own healer, teacher, and friend.
1: Absolutely. And I love how you pointed that out, that we hold space for the transition for our loved ones. So if this is something, um, if you're experiencing a loved one transitioning and um, you're walking in this way, we, when I work with a client, especially if they're experiencing symptoms of anxiety, depression, um, feeling stuck, not being able to move forward, I immediately say, hey, has anybody passed in your family recently? We check in to see what's going on there. We make sure there are any souls that are lingering as Capes. Taking in a disembodied form. And if there is, then we like to hold, um, we hold space for that transition. We see how, how we can do that. Usually in my community, we refer to it as a bridge. We create a literally like a rainbow bridge, um, and invite the spirit soul to transition. And, um, grandma Shirley specifically said with forgiveness and whatnot. So that's beautiful. Um, so yeah, just a little tidbit on that, um, checking in around that, checking in, um, to hold space for our ancestors, let's say transition. Yeah, it's a really beautiful thought.
0: You yourself have healed from massive traumas of various forms in your life. And without going into detail, unless you want to, we talk about some of those breakthrough moments and how you arrived at that healing path and that place of being whole and full and healed and holy.
1: Absolutely. And I would like to clarify, you know, it's a process and we still work at this um, every day and every time. And I mean, I definitely wouldn't consider myself fully healed, but I definitely think my perspective has shifted in a lot of different situations, circumstances and tragedies that, um, you know, I'm open to it. And because it's so fresh in my mind, referring again to the beautiful Grandma Shirley, she was talking about those, these traumas and these situations and a way to make, make it amends with this. And I, I totally resonate with this is all these people who have, you know, brought some of this into our world. You know, there are friends, there are kin. I firmly agree that we've contracted to do this work prior to our embodiment, whether it's a family member, uh, an ex partner, um, a challenging educator, um, you know, anything like that, even a predator or a perpetrator, as hard as that is to follow and work through. But I think that to answer your question, to coming back around to your question, I think this is a huge part of being able to transition and transform that energy is realizing that there is no good or bad there's no right or wrong. And then it was all part of it. It was all contracted. It was all part of our soul's work, our soul's evolution. So as soon as we can get out of that victim mentality, where we feel that we have been victimized, it puts us into a place of power and allows us to transmute and rise above and move forward. Um, So that was the first step of me. Um, You kind of face your situation and you take it on in a mental capacity that you know there's lessons here and if you can shift that into a form of gratitude no matter how detrimental how you know soul affecting how traumatic what you've experienced may have been if you can see that this was all orchestrated for the for the highest and best of your soul evolution it really puts it into a beautiful perspective and allows the healing to come in a more graceful way because really healing is allowing us to release we are i believe we are born you know in this beautiful you know with the exception of bringing some things from past lives which we then have the opportunity to transform in this life. The healing is a homecoming. So it's an allowing of a release. And if we can get into the right headspace and we can get into that density and allow our mind, body, spirit to release this as a burden... That's when we set ourselves free. That's when we can anchor into freedom. Not only do we anchor into this freedom, but this is what allows our energy field and our energy body, our being our multi-dimensional existence to open up for space. and then once we have space, we can create more and This goes back to the original question with the self care that's how I hold space for my clients is I work on me. I create more space. To allow myself to embody more light so that I can hold more of what they're experiencing in a very literal way. It's almost in a shamanic way. There's, you know, ways and energetic hygiene procedures and, and protocol that I follow to keep my field safe and sovereign. But what I'm doing is holding the energy. And sometimes it's hard for the person who's experienced a trauma to hold all of it once we get to that access point. So we hold space and we allow this space, you know, and we, um, comfort and console and allow them to go there and just being present. And I think there's something very magical that we do in our energy field. Um, and this is, we can re- resonate it as healing, transmutation, um, re- programming um all of these different things that we do with energy and I'm gonna reference Dr. Hawkins' energetic scale of emotion again. You know, if they're working through shame, guilt, doubt, fear, we're 120, 140, 150 on this chart of frequency. And if we're moving that, we're pushing that, we're allowing source to come in, we're reprogramming that we get to a point of um, you know, unconditional love, 5 to 520 hertz frequency. So there's so many things going on. There's an energetic process. There's an alchemic process. There's an emotional process. Um, there's a physical alchemy within the in the vessel so that's kind of having the awareness of those things and how we move all of those things into alignment and that's how we that's how I hold space but it starts with me i have to be grounded i have to be able to hold enough light so that we can really access these points these these dark points there's and and why can we not access them sometimes there's just too much fear The client's just experiencing too much fear. But if we can use our words and talk them through the mental navigation of um, the resistance to a point of allowing, we can access that. And when we access emotion from trauma in our past, that's real time travel. That's multi-dimensional time travel. We're able to go back emotionally and energetically to a point that was traumatic or damaging and then reprogram that bringing God's love bringing source creators love into that space love for self love from community and that love is a higher frequency so it's going to overtake or transmute that lower frequency if we allow it but that part is up to the client that part is up to the person wanting and that's where Cabe's system comes into play it has to be an intention their intention they have to want or desire that
0: there's a lot to unpack. Thank you. It's beautiful. Deep. I see um truth in all that you're saying, except I see it in a different way. So I just wanted to speak on that real yeah. quick.
1: I mean, in whatever way it comes in, you know, this is just how my brain wraps around it.
0: Yeah, to me, the so one way of looking at this whole experience of being in flesh and being in this universe is a separation from that home place. Mm. And the that whole idea is called separation. It's a grandiose statement. Separation, as if it was a distancing from source. Interesting. And the entire act of separation itself is an illusion. Right. So yeah. what the truth with the capital T is that we're still home. Yeah, absolutely. So in my way of thinking about it, the healing comes from seeing the purity, seeing that love with a capital L, seeing that perfection in the what is existing, yeah. and and then that just seeing that, remembering, reminding what that purity is, that holiness, that sovereignty is, allows all the illusion to separate from it. Um, layers peel off one yeah. by one, and. Yep. You know, the healing work never ends, I imagine, in this worldly form because there's always more and more layers to go through until we get to, um, you know, seeing clearly. But I think the dis-ease, the the disorientation, all of the disses are happening because we're, uh, you know, creating walls of deeper and deeper separation, farther and farther separation through suffering to distractions whatever it is
1: that's really beautiful and that's a really great way to look at it um yeah remembering our divinity or remembering our birthright remembering you know we are source creator
0: evidence of that is the i think divine design of every single thing like for example my life i have this body that goes through some really hard waves sometimes Mm -hmm. migraines whatever and um, I could really suffer by that. Sometimes I get bent out of shape because of ways I'm you know, physically processing stuff and moving through stuff, but my body is resilient. And it goes through these healing passages every single day, really cycles of rejuvenation and release. And I see that in nature, the trees. I've seen devastating fires like the one in... I think it was 1988 in Yellowstone National Park, burned the whole forest into ashes. And now 20 years later, it's just as vibrant, maybe even more green and beautiful than I ever remembered it. So things have their own divine processes. I, I see it everywhere, every single place I look. So I know that I am designed to be whole and, healed there's no not a necessary action of healing because we're already whole and full and well if we can just release all the things that are not that
1: i totally agree with that we are i mean shall i even say perfect
0: yeah and there's even perfect in what we would call the imperfection too there's uh those you know like uh, in in the guitar playing the the fret buzz I find that beautiful, it's, it's got its place. The things that make us unique are perfect, perfect in their imperfection. So as it relates to this weekend and my own healing journey, I was inspired to look at the ways I'm constricting my voice, refraining from speaking my raw, real truth, hiding back, shying away from being bold. And one area where that was showing up in a weird way was music. I'm right at the cusp of releasing the second album by my band Cosmic Butterflies. I have all the songs mixed and mastered. I have all the media files ready to share. And I'm hesitant to share. There's a hesitation. There's a restriction, a constriction. I'm limiting myself because of like a unsure, uh, fear, anxiety, Um, and something in that kind of like hesitancy or hesitation is also showing up in the way I'm not very often practicing my music. I'm, I'm a passionate song carrier and I carry these really awesome songs that really light me up. And I have been, you know, just leaving my guitar untouched for days and days because I've been focusing on other things. It's natural to, you know, shift focus. Sometimes in my artistic journey, I like deep dive into a creative project and then deep dive into another one. And you know, there's not really,
1: you have so many talents too. I think that can be, can actually bring a sense of anxiety and overwhelm when you just have so many talents.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Um, so that was just one example I was also dealing with some frustrating things with my work and uh, you know really I have a brother who owes me some money he's he's a friend and awesome client and I just haven't been bold enough to say hey when can I expect that payment and you know there's, there's just certain things uh, potential mold outbreak where I live and just all kinds of things that I could address with words. And I could, there were all kinds of conversations that hadn't taken place that I was inspired to address. um, Some stuff that I wanted to just get real about. And I had just been holding back. And so I wanted to look at that and see it from a lot of different angles and understand why I was doing that and just bring acceptance and self-respect to it. Hold space for me to process stuff like that and then that was my intention the introspection was taking mental notes when I would be having these breakthrough moments and addressing it here we are at a social event and we're having a deep deep conversation with some really close friends and we're sitting around a fire in a teepee and I'm confiding in my uncle about what I'm seeing in my closed eyes when I'm uh, trying to sleep and it's keeping me awake. And then what do I do with that kind of anxious, wonky energy? And he gave me some really good advice to hold loved ones in my mind's eye like this and send them prayerful well-wishing and use that energy use that extra energy for you know sending love into the world you you, be the sailor of my own be the captain of my own ship and take take responsibility for those thoughts direct them in a good way so i had all kinds of breakthrough moments like that and i was taking mental notes i was really cherishing them and stamping them into my memory banks and then Today here we are integrating and part of my integration process is just reflecting and remembering. Part of it was journaling. Part of myself was just um, considering a song, how it might, uh, you know, poetically express itself in the form of a song. Really, I'm just playing with the energy and the new insight and uh, feeling it out. and. If I had missed any of those steps, if I hadn't set the intention in the first place, I probably wouldn't have even initiated this whole growth spurt for myself. If I didn't have the introspection element, then I might not be letting it sink in when I'm having these breakthrough moments and realizing what a gift they are that keep coming. And then if I hadn't integrated it, I might've forgotten, or I might have just not brought it, set that new pattern into motion. But here I am setting a new pattern into motion, recognizing healing is happening and I appreciate it. Would you reflect on some of the things I shared? Cause you were with me. Do you rec- remember some of these?
1: Yeah. Um...
0: I sang some songs earlier. I shared some stories.
1: Yeah, I'm just glad you had a chance to get into your voice and really feel. You know, it's interesting when you walk this healing journey with your partner. Um, it's it's a it's an interesting space to be in, to be witness and hold space, and also be maybe a source of something your partner is working through or contributing factor or something like that. So for me, I can reflect on how it affects me or what I can do or what we can all do as, as partners and uh, friends, even, even if it's a platonic relationship, because there's still emotions there. There's still, you know, you don't want you're playing more than one role at the same time. So being able to just be neutral and um, right now in this moment, just remembering some of the things that we discussed yesterday that were really big and deep, heavy things, you know, even though we've worked through some of those things, I'm having to, you know, hold this space of being there bearing as a sacred witness, offering my genuine opinion and Feeling like, hoping that uh, you know, Cabe feels like he's in a good way around some of these things that we discussed that maybe had been points of trouble. But then, so that's that part. But then there's a part of me, the woman part of me, that you know, the girlfriend part of me, the partner part of me, that's you know, goes back and runs those things and how oh, did we really get that all? Is he really going to still be bothered by that? Is it that something that's you know, going to be a challenge for us in the future? And that's got to be a surrender you know there's really not I mean we can discuss it but there aren't any you know this is part of life and it's holding that too it's holding that um it's something you don't have to deal with in a business format as a practitioner because you don't necessarily have those kind of emotional relationships with your clients Uh, most times you don't but in a more social situation and holding a space in that way and specifically for your partner you do encounter these different roles um so, you know, I encourage that if you are having, you know, thoughts, feelings, and emotions in that way, like, you know, can continue the communication post the large healing spell and, and continue to move forward on that, but really... Ultimately for me and how I navigate this piece is I just trust. I just trust myself. I trust Cabe. I trust the universe. I trust the natural flow of things. And um, I try not to put too much energy into something that I don't, you know, any stories or anything else around that as we continue to navigate through that. Um and that's my healing because in those moments, those that extremely healing for me to get to a place of neutrality, um, and confidence. And, you know, um, it was interesting because as we were discussing these things, in relation to a relationship, um, our friends and I were uncovering the fact that there is that that which we process within the relationship, but then there's that, that which we process as part of the collective piece. And anytime um, her and I were sharing that as a woman in the female collective and the divine feminine collective, there's a piece, anything that comes up around relationship, we're already having to trust to be in relationship. We're having to trust our partner. We're having to trust honesty and loyalty um, and surrender. To those pieces to have a happy, healthy relationship. So when we navigate these little pieces, when we discuss them, it's it's a blessing and an honor to do so and to have this authentic authenticity and this truth. But then you're you find yourself, you know, navigating your own healing again because you have to re-anchor yourself into the trust and you see those thoughts um, or limiting beliefs or doubts coming in, that's that's my healing. It's my, you know, to reckon with that and to move through that. and to feel through that and understand that some of it's legitimate and some of it is really collective. Um, there's been centuries, you know, millennia that women have been, you know, navigating relationship and navigating partnership. And, you know, I think this is also part where you, you dig up old stuff, dig as Kate was referencing earlier, we've all been through it. And I've definitely been through some relationship trauma. So each of these portals of healing For him is definitely another portal of healing for me, and that's how I choose to look at it. You know, if it's striking a nerve in a way or bringing something up or bringing up some doubt or anxiety or something, I'm just going to lean into that as a portal of healing and using my tools and staying grounded. And if I get to the point where I'm up to my eyeballs and feel uncomfortable, then it's just I got to talk about it and we got to work through it.
0: I'm going to have to provide some context to what you're talking about because you talked about something specific there. One of the things that I felt like I needed to address was the definition of our relationship and create some agreements about what we're choosing as our path when we walk together. And so this is something that we talked about and we processed with some other friends in a really good way, a deep way, a wonderful way, a nourishing way that helped me to feel at ease in the end, and and peace, and freedom, as well as acceptance, respect, all of the all of the gifts that come from compassionate relation, relating with each other. You know. So, if I was going to summarize the medicine, the big takeaway in my healing journey, yesterday, and today, and forever, in this case it has to do with gracefully entering a conversation because there's a way to do that. I was witnessing this in the music here, playing at this festival. Sometimes the music was way too loud for the number of people in the audience and it was just dominating the space and it was driving people away actually. But what I witnessed was gentle, sensitive music would draw people in and converse, conversation is like that our throat chakra is just super powerful and if it's overpowering the scene if it's not acclimating to the environment then it's a dominating force and its energy is too big that's why we have to listen first and then speak so i was i was receiving nuggets of wisdom from source over and over and then today i was circled up with some friends I got to share some stories that really lit me up that I hadn't sh- shared in a long time and deliver some songs that felt so heavenly to myself. And I just saw some, a new pattern, a new uh, paradigm mm. s- set into motion as a path for myself.
1: I'm glad to hear that.
0: Anything you want to add about that?
1: One of the big breakthroughs I realized that you brought up, um, it was a total beautiful change of perspective where um, you had realized that you've been working on this chakra th- throat chakra stuff for so long and that it shifted from, like a volume thing. And there was like all this concentration. And I mean, I'm going to say borderline like obsession with having to speak at a certain volume and, and feeling that what volume is acceptable and where, what volume do we have to be at for that to be considered um, a healthy throat chakra and a healthy way of communicating. And Cause, I think you- cause
0: I, the reason why I emphasize that point for myself is because I am a soft spoken person. And I just have a quiet voice.
1: Yeah, but so it was a beautiful turning point when you realize that that doesn't reflect the quality of your communication and it actually makes it more magical, more beneficial, more enchanting, um, brings more medicine and more magic into community, into conversation because it actually forces people to lean in. And this is something that I've said about Cabe from day one is that I don't ever want to ask him to raise his voice. I mean, sometimes I have to, because his head's facing the other way, or I'm walking too loud. Or unfortunately, sometimes I'm thinking about more than one thing and I have to ask him to repeat himself, even though it has nothing to do with the level of your voice. That's just normal communication and people who talk all the time. But that's something that's so beautiful about you is it causes people to lean in. And I've always said from day one that I would rather lean in and have a reason to get closer to you um, than to than for you to get louder because there's so many things that are so loud in this world. And just um, truth and love and authenticity don't need a volume to come through. Um, and it's something that I really respect and I admire because I have a similar situation where I'm not always using the English language in the correct context. And so that can normally cause a lot of confusion, but because I just kind of moved through and own it, I can still communicate in a way that people are understanding me. And that's a very interesting parallel to K. but that's more, instead of context, it's a volume thing. Um, but his, his big breakthrough was that he realized that he didn't need to speak at a different volume, that it was just, um, you know, clarity and continuing to do that. And he didn't have to make this big change. And he didn't have to basically, what I heard in between the lines of what you were saying is, is you didn't have to change who you were. You were already in a great activated place and you had a new level of confidence around how you communicate, which just up-leveled your whole communication in general.
0: Yeah. And, you know, practicing being real with what we feel is so healthy. There was a time last night when we were lying in bed and music was blasting. we had no concept of time turned out it was five in the morning. <laughs> the DJs were it was still playing like music
1: yeah.
0: I had a really strong impulse to get out of bed and go for a walk move some energy that way. I had already been lying in bed for at least an hour awake and so. I knew it would be uncomfortable. I didn't even want to mention it. I might've just snuck out because she was already asleep, but I did invite you to come with me. And then there was a debate, but I stood in my truth and I, I I just respected that I needed that for myself. Yeah. And so Audrey got up with me. We went for a walk. By the time we got to the stage where the music was playing, this friend of mine was playing this magical song totally awesome wonderful song and nobody was even left on the dance floor and and then we just walked straight to the dance floor started twirling around enjoyed this very last song of the night and then it was complete and we were able to walk back to bed and get some good sleep
1: yeah and i and i want to express like how grateful i was that you did communicate with me and did give me the option um to go with you because if i would have woke up and you weren't there that would have been i would have trusted you would have been back but it was this it was nice we had some moments that we wouldn't have had and it just puts into perspective the value for my company
0: it's been fun mm-hmm. <laughs>